Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. I'm pretty sure this is episode 149. Today I'm going to be rambling about mail, email, so on and so forth. For those of you unfamiliar with the series, I pick a topic, I begin to ramble. It gets a little incoherent and the goal is just to keep you distracted and to have you doze off because you got so bored or so tired of me speaking that puts you to bed or helps you just kind of relax for a little bit. Today we're talking about mail, so let's get into it. First off, I hate spam. I like real mail, but I hate spam. There's something a little exciting about opening a mailbox and seeing you have mail, and it's different than the experience of opening your inbox on Hotmail or Gmail or whatever kind of email provider you use. For me, that's almost too cold. It's not authentic. And yet I still only exclusively send email, so maybe I'm just being a little bit of a hypocrite on that front. Um, and maybe I'm alone on this, but but spam mail, I, I mean, you have a bunch of examples, right? You have the local real estate, local services like exterminators. When I was a kid, I would, I would wonder why someone would become an exterminator. Just think about it. You, you grow up, and then you start fumigating homes and getting rid of ants and, and bugs and stuff people don't want in their homes. It, it just seemed like a strange profession to get into. Imagine being 16 years old and your friends want to be doctors, athletes, lawyers, entrepreneurs, but then you have that one that one kid that thinks, now I'll be an exterminator. And it's nothing against exterminators. They're valuable contributors to society. I would never mean to disrespect them. I'm just saying it's a strange profession I never quite understood. I never got the appeal for it. What is the training to be an exterminator? I like to figure that out. I've never met someone in the profession. I don't know anyone personally that I'm close with that's in the profession, I should say. So all that for me is totally foreign. Right, can you take classes on how to become an exterminator at your local college? Is there a separate kind of education you need for that? Maybe I'll just Google that after. What's What's funny is and um, what's funny is that. Uh, I mean, I'm saying it's funny. I guess it's not actually funny. I guess what's what 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 is interesting, or the most type of interesting, the type of spam that I think is most interesting are the local sales prices for homes. Because I kind of think to myself, well, I'm already living in my home. I understand plenty of homes are bought and sold, but it's it's like trying to sell an ice cream to someone that already has an ice cream parlor or that they already have ice cream in their hands while they're looking for more ice cream. I understand if you're attracting people living in apartments or living in an area that is on the decline, but I always find that... I was going to say interesting. It's not interesting. I always found it strange, to be honest. Because, again, I'm, I'm already in my home. You're, you're literally sending me a piece of correspondence to my home telling me about how much or what prices nearby homes are being sold. But if I'm already in my home, chances are I'm not buying a home or selling a home right now. If I lived in an area that were full of um, 
senior citizens, I could probably understand a little more that they want to retire and maybe downsize, but that's not the case in my area. And again, I understand if you're in an apartment building because maybe you're transitioning from apartments to actually buying your first home, but that doesn't apply to me. I think it's weird. And then there's always a picture of the overly tanned real estate broker, right? You know the type, a little bit of Botox, not too much, got plenty of hair, maybe a toupee, pearly white teeth, fake little grin. Kind of like, um, what's the name of that attorney? Uh, Howard. Howard from Better Call Saul. He kind of fits that. I mean, his character in the show is uh, brilliant. And actually, I, I came to really like him, which is why I'm, I'm surprised I'm blanking on his name. Um, I think it is Howard. Yeah, Howard, Howard Hamlin, I think is his name. But that kind of type, you know, you always get the flyers with that that kind of profile. A guy that tries a little too hard, again, has the nice hair. That's probably not his hair. Has the really white teeth. Has, you know, that, that tan going on. But maybe that's just me. I could be off. Once again, no disrespect to real estate brokers. That's also a worthwhile pursuit. I don't want to offend any real estate brokers, but... Um, it just seems to me like every time I get that spam mail, that that's sort of the profile I always find, or, or not always, but certainly I, I see often. I'm going to check what mail I have here in front of me. First mail I see here is from Wells Fargo, mentioning I may qualify for a credit card. I bet all these banks spend so much money on sending out this mail. I mean, how many people actually reply and get a new credit card? I've never done that before. Maybe that's just me. But I've never known, um, or I've never heard someone I know say, oh, I received a mail from, you know, Wells Fargo or Citibank or Chase just asking me to get a new line of credit, and I did it. I mean, how many people actually receive a mail and do exactly what's asked of them in that mail? Buy a new home, open a line of credit, whatever it may be. But am I alone in that I really enjoy opening up mail that isn't spam? I mean, I, I like opening up mail and seeing it's a Christmas card and stuff like that. Speaking of professions, how many young people are becoming mail couriers these days? Or male men and male women, I suppose. Whatever the official title is or role. I guess you can assume it's a dying profession, but, you know, the U.S. Postal Service is still around. As a kid... It would seem as if physical mail was going to die by 2005. That's what it felt like when I was, you know, it just seemed like email was going to obliterate physical mail. And, it, it, you know, that definitely hasn't been the case. But, I mean, still declining, I imagine. Every now and then I get uh, interview requests for jobs via email. Once I received an email about a recruiter about working at a, as a store manager for Apple. That's strange for a few reasons. First and foremost, I've never worked a day of retail in my life. And it's a professional career that I have absolutely zero experience in. So the fact I was offered an interview to become a store manager made me laugh a bit. I also don't own any Apple products. That's the second reason why I was surprised. They wouldn't know, I guess, that I don't... Well, they're not supposed to know I don't have any Apple products unless they somehow have hacked all my information and know exactly everything about me. But again, it wasn't as if I was, you know, 
posting about Apple products on social media or, you know, spilling, you know, spilling my soul on how much I love Apple products because I've never done that either. Please don't hunt me down, Apple fanatics. I have a friend that stands by all his Apple products and he will literally wait in line for eight plus hours just to get a brand new iPhone the day it comes out. And hey, listen, I think their products are really gorgeous. They're sleek. They're beautifully designed. You just want to like lick the screen on your iPhone or your iPad or whatever. But at the end of the day, I, I've never purchased an Apple product because frankly, I think they're a little too expensive and I've had great experiences with Android products. But does anyone have the same love for, say, Microsoft? You know, that, I guess that's part of the brilliance of Apple is they get to sell products at 2x or 3x what similar products go for. And they get you to line up in the rain and the snow, sleep overnight for eight hours just to spend your money. It's, I guess it's brilliant by them. Here in the mail, I also see a few bills I have to pay. That's never fun. Anyone get mail and receipts? That just sorry, I was distracted. I couldn't I couldn't quite I've received a, a piece of mail that seems to be in a different language for my neighbors. They're Japanese and they uh it's funny. I've had a couple of of, uh, of correspondences that show up to my house that are actually for them. And again this one seems to be in Japanese, so that's why it sort of took me to uh took me a second to like process it but uh well i was talking about bills don't you just love receiving bills obviously not most of my bills are online but uh, a few still come through the mail even though i've tried to switch online let's see let's see what else i have over here i have it spread out across my desk here i've got some spam and i've got some more spam schools i received a pamphlet on a local elementary school mind you i have zero children um i am however entering an age where some of my friends have children mostly babies you know infants one friend has a child that's already three years old that's scary to think about i mean they won't hear this um they being their children um but i'm at an age right now where if you have a child, it's it's a mistake, but you're sort of old enough to justify it. You know, maybe I, well, maybe I phrase that awkwardly, but it's it's like if you have a child now, at my age, it will be obvious it's a mistake because you aren't married, not living together, don't have a steady job, so on and so forth. So people know that, um, and they'll think you know, hey, this child wasn't exactly planned, but they're at least at a point in their lives where it kind of makes sense. So let's embrace it. Again, this is this is this is for. I'm 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 talking about. Uh, I'm in my mid twenties right now. I'm talking about uh, people or couples that aren't necessarily married. Um, would like to get married one day, but just haven't gone to it. Don't necessarily live together, and then they have a child. So again, I'm sort of in that phase where they're not so young, where it's a blatant mistake and a bigger deal. But I'm also not necessarily at an age where they have the kids and then everyone thinks, oh, great, that was planned. But that's okay. I mean, you know, good for them. You know, that they have their kids and, and they're great parents. All my friends are 
Um, it's just not something I'm interested in right now. Maybe in a few years. I mean, no one's ever really ready for children, but I feel like in a few years I'll, I'll, I'll embrace the concept. I'm not sure if I'll send them to the school that sent me the pamphlet, but I would need to revisit that topic when the time comes by. It's tough to say. I mean, you want the best for your children and you need to make important decisions like what activities should you encourage them to try? How do you effectively parent them to be good people and have the morals and principles you think that are, are you know, important for good human beings to possess, so on and so forth. But again, I have no children, so those are decisions I'll have to challenge. Those are challenges I'll have to, to really think about uh, in the future. So, again, it's not, uh, I mean, I do want children in the future, but again, it's, you know, I mean, how many, I mean, uh, schooling is a very important decision. I mean, you can't just make a decision off schooling just by a nice pamphlet that a local school sends. Here I have a, uh, Ikea sent me a full booklet. I don't know what you call them. I'm going to kind of take a look at it because I uh, I kind of like seeing what Ikea has to offer. Last time I bought something from Ikea was probably um, maybe three years ago, but there, there's something for me very um, calming about seeing a pamphlet full of really nice furniture. It kind of makes you think what, what you know you could convert your home into. Here I see a Billy bookcase. Glass doors for $169. I'll pass. They have like a um, an interesting, it almost looks like a, a booth you would see at a restaurant, except kind of cut in half for $160 each. I'll pass. I've, I've always looked at um, like the models that they use and the, I don't know if you would call them models necessarily, but the yeah, the models, um, the people that are in the photos for, say, Ikea. Is that what they do for a living? Are they just models or actors that are settling for that gig? Or And they always look so happy. I, I love how there's this, it's always the same shot. It's always, you know, I'll describe this. It's, um, it seems to be, let's see, two couples, three couples. Husband and wife kind of look at each other. The husband's giving an overly excited grin or smile to his wife while reaching into a bag full of popcorn. The couple to their left is looking at them as if they're all romantic partners and they're laughing or smiling, and then there's, you know, this poor one one lady that's kind of like off to a corner, also smiling with a drink in her hand. But, I mean, is that what they do for a living? They're, they just take pictures for... And again, I don't want to, you know, uh, belittle. That's not my intention here. I know my tone sometimes can make it seem like I'm being very sarcastic or, or really um, belittling others. I'm, I'm just genuinely curious. I've never been asked to be in an Ikea pamphlet or book... And I'm just curious how, how these people got in there. But have you ever noticed that these are never these are never actually accurate 
representations of life. It's always, again, three couples. You know, the husband grabs a thing of M&Ms and he's smiling ear to ear while his, you know, brother-in-law is looking at his wife and smiling at each other. And then there's, you know, the two kids that are pretending to pay attention to what's going on in front of them. In this picture, I see a father and son playing chess, it looks like. God bless them if that's the case. The, the truth is, I'm at an age where, growing up I did have cell phones, but they just weren't that sophisticated. They were basically just machines for texting and, and uh, making phone calls. But now I look at family I have, I look at friends that have younger siblings, that are, you know, firmly, you know, teenagers. And they just, they're never off their phones or iPads or whatever devices they have. As a matter of fact, I have one friend whose uh, younger sister basically is rotating between three devices at all times. She has a phone, she has a uh, phablet, and she has uh, a tablet on her almost always. And again, it's always, you know, juggling between those three devices, you know, a video on one, Spotify on the other, and, you know, Instagram on the, on the other device. So, if you can actually get a 16-year-old to sit down and play chess with you, well, you're a great parent, and they must love you. Live well, travel light, furniture made to move with you. Here, I guess they have a section for light. Uh versatile pieces that you can kind of take on the go it's kind of interesting i'm sort of somewhat of a minimalist i i don't enjoy clutter in my life i kind of just believe in not that i you know like to live in a shoebox either but you know i i just kind of believe you know especially when it comes to my clothing um you know i have let's say four or five work shirts two or three pair of shorts for weekends two or three pairs of jeans, two or three pairs of, of formal pants, you know, two suits, you know, you know, maybe a total of five or six pairs of shoes, you know, maybe one running shoe, one pair of running shoes, two pair of casual shoes, you know, two pair of formal shoes, you know, maybe a pair of flip-flops here or there. So I, I can definitely get behind this whole minimalistic vibe that IKEA is trying to promote. Some of the names, I, I mean, I wouldn't even know how to pronounce some of the items they're trying to sell. This is called a Sotherham. I think it's just a chair. I wonder how much it cost IKEA to print these books, send them to thousands of homes in the country, and then I wonder what kind of return on investment they actually get. Because it can't be that cheap. It really cannot be that cheap to print these and then send them through the mail. I mean, they have the money, but... Seeing what else they have on here. They have a, uh, a piece called a... Ver Ver Verberod, which is a room divider 
for $129. It's kind of, I, I guess, I guess it's a piece made for real minimalists because it's basically just a panel you place, I guess, in your living room to divide your living room and your sleeping space or kitchen. In this case, they're separating their kitchen from their dining area. I won't lie, it's a little bit ugly and it's a little bit intrusive. But it's kind of useful because um, in this picture, they're dividing um, their kitchen from their uh, eating space, as I mentioned, but they're also hanging their pots and pans from it. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not crazy about that. And then again, with these pictures, it's just, you know, it's pictures that, uh, I, I mean... Maybe it's just me, but they don't depict any version of reality that I've ever seen before or experienced, which is, you know, it, just, you know, a wife and husband, you know, having coffee together. And they're just giving them, they're just doing things that it's a nice idea, but, you know, come on. It's like, you know, place your foot on the table, you know, point at the, at the desk and, you know, sort of like marvel at how beautiful it is and. Anyway, I'll stop on that because I don't want to. I don't want to make it seem like I hate IKEA, the, the models that they use, or the, or the photography because they have beautiful photography. But photography is definitely one of those hobbies that I've um, wanted to get into for a while. Um, around the time I started making the podcast, I basically decided to push with the idea of the podcast for a couple of reasons. I thought first and foremost. Um, podcasting is something that I've always been passionate about. I basically exclusively listen to podcasts and I have been since I was probably 16 years old. I mean, it's rare when I'll listen to music on the go or at the gym or whatever. So I, I felt closer to podcasting. Um, but it was also just a little bit cheaper to start because, you know, it's not that expensive to buy a microphone, not that expensive to, you know, find software and, and you know, get it get get the show up and, and actually running so I mean I'd like to visit photography in the future I, I have this idea of sort of wanting to travel taking you know and take beautiful pictures of the places I visit and maybe sell them um, on canvas or as stock images or whatever it may be but for now it's just the podcast which I'm still loving I mean it's been I mean I imagine that there are some of you that have been listening from the beginning and the show at this point is over a year old, which God, how time flies, but I, I still love it as much as I did when I was learning, um, sort of just how to, you know, do everything before it would take me, I mean, no kidding, maybe four hours, five hours for some episodes. I mean, a lot of time and I was working, I mean, I've been working this whole time, full time elsewhere. But that was just sort of the, I was, you know, really dedicated to learning how to make it happen. Now it, you know, each episode with editing, you know, it still takes me maybe an hour or two hours, depending on the episode, but I've been able to basically cut that production time in half. And again, I'm, I'm still having a great time, but who knows, maybe one day I'll be a photographer for Ikea instead, and I'll be the one directing all these models, how to 
position themselves in a way that looks most appealing to people reading the IKEA books, pamphlets, whatever they're called. This piece that I'm seeing here is called Goldmorgan Tolkien Tornfixen. I wonder if they just had easier to say names, how that would affect their their brand. Laden, storage bag, clip-on. If I have, I know I have um, people listen from Sweden, I, I see the numbers. I would love if someone would send me something and, and just help me pronounce some of these words. Gast van Lig. Now everyone that listens from Sweden is going to be making fun of me and sending me emails telling me about how I, I can't read their language for anything, but... Anyway, I'm going to put away this Ikea book. Always a fun read. Put it down here. Hopefully I don't make too much noise here. Anyway, I um, I hope this uh, rambles episode, or random rambles episode, whatever I call them, has been sufficiently random for you. Hopefully now you're dozed off or asleep or relaxed, whatever effect you were hoping it would give you. That'll be the end of this episode. If you have suggestions on topics you'd like me to cover in the future for this series, you can send suggestions to hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. That's all for now. Thanks as always for listening and take care.